Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, and a very pleasant good morning to you. Welcome to Pittsburgh Focus, our station's public affairs show, heard every Sunday morning at this time on today's Wish 99.7. WSHH Pittsburgh. I'm Chris Shovlin, your host. Today, we'll start off the show talking with Point Park University President Dr. Paul Hennigan and the transformation going on in that section of downtown Pittsburgh, thanks to him and his university. In the second segment of the show today, we'll be talking with former Pittsburgh Steeler Robin Cole about the Obatia Cole Foundation and their walk and run for prostate cancer, which will take place on Father's Day in Pittsburgh. If you haven't noticed the changes in downtown Pittsburgh, then you must have your eyes closed, particularly around Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh. And the president of Point Park University is with me on Pittsburgh Focus this morning, Dr. Paul Hennigan. Dr. Hennigan, thank you so much for getting up nice and early with me on this Sunday morning and, uh, and talking about Point Park and its contributions to downtown. Happy to do so, Chris. Thanks for the invitation. Well, let's talk about the contributions to downtown before we actually talk about the university itself. Uh, Point Park is one of the best neighbors in one of the great neighborhoods in this city, and that is downtown Pittsburgh. Why is that so important to the university and so important to you? Well, uh, urban universities are thriving today throughout the United States, and Point Park has been in downtown Pittsburgh since its beginnings in the 1930s, and it's evolved and had many iterations, uh, and we're very pleased with where we are right now. It's interesting that you used the word neighborhood when you talked about downtown. Uh, I've, I'm born and raised in Pittsburgh. I've lived here all of my life. I've worked in downtown for 25 years, and neighborhood is a very good way to describe downtown today. It is definitely transitioning into a, re, a residential uh, neighborhood. And uh, having been born and raised here, it's something that I never thought I would see. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure many folks from Pittsburgh could ever have gotten their heads around the idea of downtown Pittsburgh being a residential neighborhood as it's becoming even though there are many cities throughout the U.S. who have strong residential populations in their urban cores. So I think neighborhood's a good way to describe it. It's an eclectic group. Uh, There's corporate uh, centers down here. There's arts and culture. There's higher education. There's people living here. There's a thriving restaurant industry and a thriving retail industry. So downtown, uh, quite frankly, is surpassing my expectations right now. And and perhaps uh, the expectations of the city of Pittsburgh itself. Now, Dr. Hennigan, you have a background in city government, so this uh, has to be especially pleasing to you uh, to see uh, not only the downtown transition, but your university transition into uh, uh, something more of just a a school, something more of of just a a place for higher learning, but uh, part of the neighborhood downtown. It is, and and yes, I I was the uh, chief financial officer for the city of Pittsburgh 20 years ago, and that's what I say, 20 years ago, uh, there just weren't a lot of people in Pittsburgh who could get their heads around the idea 
of downtown being a residential neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And in 20 short years, it's happened. And it's, it's amazing. And there's more to come, too. We'll talk a little more about the transition uh, of that neighborhood, that section of town, in just a little bit. Right now, Dr. Paul Hennigan, the president of Point Park University, with me on Pittsburgh Focus. Dr. Hennigan, if we can, let's talk about Point Park University. How, how do you describe Point Park? I know that most of us are familiar with it as far as uh, uh, theater arts, dance, uh, cultural uh, uh, studies, and, and things of that nature. But, but tell me all about Point Park and how you would uh, maybe nutshell it, if you will. Well, it's a dynamic uh, urban university. Uh, we've got a lot of programs with a lot of students. We're uh, up over 3,500 students right now. We've got about 1,000 living on campus. We've always been very strong in the performing arts, particularly musical theater and dance. We have a beautiful um, new cinema program that's been around for about 11 years now. Always have had a strong background in journalism uh, that is transitioning now to new media. Uh, just as the entire industry is transitioning. Uh, we have a school of business. Uh, there's a lot of community engagement. We also have uh, a new doctoral program uh, where we're engaging a lot of working professionals who want to come back to school and get their doctoral degree. So it's, it's an interesting and eclectic group of programs and students. And uh, as I say, that, that helps to contribute to a very dynamic urban university. You know, I know I've told you in the past that uh, we here at Wish 99.7 are proud to boast of a number of Point Park graduates here uh, on our staff. And uh, those who uh, are here with us right now, those have gone on in the, uh, into other fields. And, and most of them have started their career in journalism here and then worked their way up into film or uh, other broadcast uh, facilities around the country. And it's, uh, it's gratifying to us to see that we have a, a, a source of uh, students coming out out into the workforce and being a part of our staff and then moving on to bigger and better things. Yeah, that's nice of you to say. And um, the, the one thing we do hear a lot, the, the feedback that we get from employers, is that our students are, are not only getting very good uh, training and a very good liberal arts education, but they also have a very good, strong work ethic. Uh, our students, when they graduate, are prepared to work, and they have the ethic uh, and the ability to start working immediately. One of the things that has always hit me about Point Park University is its faculty and the fact that many of the teachers, many of the professors that you have on your staff have come from uh, the professional fields and have uh, taken on the responsibility as educators and now they are they are teaching uh, not only out of the books but they're teaching out of their past and and they're teaching their histories and their knowledge of the the real working world particularly uh, in media that's right uh, that's one of the very complementary features about Point Park is we, we provide a very solid uh, theoretical liberal arts education uh, from the books uh, but we also provide very very practical hands-on uh, learning experiences for our students so that they are prepared to start working when they graduate. Dr. Paul Hennigan is my guest this morning. He is the president of Point Park University. We're speaking here on Pittsburgh Focus on today's Wish 99.7. I'm Chris Shovlin. Dr. Hennigan, obviously when we talk about Point Park, we talk about the Pittsburgh Playhouse quite a bit as well, and there is another big change on the horizon as far as the Playhouse is concerned, right? That's right. We're um, actually planning to move the uh, Pittsburgh Playhouse from Oakland 
where it's been um, since the 1930s to downtown Pittsburgh. Uh, I think there's a lot of folks in the community who've attended a, a show out at the Pittsburgh Playhouse, and it had a long and good life, uh, but it's, it's a, a facility that has far outlived its useful life, and that's one of our premier programs. Uh, and it's uh, something that we plan to build the new Pittsburgh Playhouse in downtown Pittsburgh on some land that we began to assemble years ago. Uh, and so we're in the design stages and we're also in the fundraising right now. What can we expect to see uh, from the new Pittsburgh Playhouse once it is built? If you can share some of that design with us. Sure. Well, it will, uh, it will showcase the mission. So on the first floor, there will be a 500-seat theater with a proscenium thrust stage. There'll be a studio theater. There'll be a live sound stage and a very large scene shop. All of those will have windows to the sidewalks. So when folks are walking along either Forbes Avenue or 4th Avenue during the day, they'll be able to look into the windows directly across the audience chamber to the main stage and see rehearsals taking place, set construction, lighting design, classes on the stage. That's something that most people never get to see in a commercial theater setting. And since our mission is academic and that's what we teach, that's what we're going to showcase. Um, the, the studio theater will also open onto a plaza right on Forbes Avenue, so there'll be a lot of community engagement there. And then the uh, very large scene shop and soundstage will be on 4th Avenue with very large windows. So folks can walk along there and see what's going on on a live soundstage or in the scene shop. We also have uh, very large stage doors inside. When patrons come in to see shows, they'll be able to walk around before the show and, and stand at the stage door and see what happens backstage before a show actually begins. Um, all of that will transition about 30 minutes before the performance. Blackout curtains uh, on the windows. Uh, the stage doors will close, and we'll get ready for performances. So it's a, it's a very, very unique design. We've, we're not aware of any other commercial or academic theater design in the U.S., uh, and we also believe the facility will be 24-7. Uh, there's, there's so much activity that will take place in that facility that uh, it has the potential to be 24-7. And the only legitimate activity that I know taking place in downtown Pittsburgh 24-7 is bank processing, which most people don't get to see. <laughs> That's true. Dr. Paul Hennigan is my guest this morning, the president of Point Park University. It, it and it sounds like it's going to be a very opening, uh, or rather, a very open and welcoming uh, facility. The new Pittsburgh Playhouse, once it is downtown. Dr. Hennigan, tell me about some of the other acquisitions Point Park University has made in its section of downtown Pittsburgh regarding uh, student housing and uh, other facilities that the university is now using. Right. Well, about 10 years ago, Chris, we had about 350 students living on campus. And uh, when we began to grow, it was very important for us to have housing on campus, and we just didn't have enough of it. So uh, we did acquire two buildings that were, uh, had fallen into bankruptcy right on the Boulevard of the Allies. We converted those into housing. Uh, we're master leasing two other buildings that another developer came in and uh, developed. Uh, so that's how we get close to 1,000 students living on campus. Uh, we bought the former YMCA on the Boulevard of the Allies, and that's our student center. 
and then we also bought another building at the corner of West Penn um, Boulevard and Wood Street uh, that is a very large classroom building for, for us, and it helped to accommodate the growth that we've seen. Let's talk about the students who are attracted to the urban campus because it, it does take a special person to live uh, in a downtown setting. I think when m- most kids consider what schools they want to go to, they you know typically they think of a, a small liberal arts college or an or uh, an art intensive uh, university being in a pastoral setting. But this is in an urban setting. This is downtown. How do you attract? Uh, how do you attract students? And what type of students are you trying to attract? Well, for the Conservatory of Performing Arts, which is dance, theater, and film, we're attracting students from all over the country. And they really like the urban setting because it's just so exciting, everything that's going on down here right now. Um, And then for the other programs, most of the draw is regional. And what we find are students who are not interested in the rural or the suburban setting. They like the energy and the excitement of the urban setting. They like knowing that they have access to internships in and around downtown Pittsburgh. Um, So that's the kind of students that we're attracting. And then, of course, we have a lot of adult students who are living or working in and around downtown uh, who want to go back to school and get a degree. When you talk about uh, a downtown setting, an urban setting, you're also talking about safety issues, and I know that that's one thing that uh, you have uh, obviously spent a lot of time and a lot of concern with, and, uh, you know, how safe is your campus? Let's ask that uh, for parents who are tuned in this morning. The campus is very safe, and downtown is very safe. Uh, The city of Pittsburgh does a a fine job of uh, helping to maintain the overall safety of downtown. Otherwise, it wouldn't be growing the way it is, and it wouldn't be... Uh, transitioning into a residential neighborhood. We developed our own uniformed, armed police force about four years ago uh, to help keep our campus safe. And and what that does, by having uniformed, armed police, it serves as a deterrent. Uh, I think people who were downtown 10 years ago, even 15 years ago, saw some pretty seedy activity. And as a result of having... Uh, enough police presence downtown, constantly walking around, on bicycles, in patrol cars. Uh, the folks who you don't want down here, um, the, the, the robbers and, and the drug dealers, uh, know that that's just not a good place for them to be. Dr. Paul Hennigan is my guest this morning, the president of Point Park University, and uh, we just have uh, a few short minutes uh, with Dr. Hennigan as uh, he appears with us on Pittsburgh Focus here this morning. Uh, Obviously, uh, Dr. Hennigan, you are a native Pittsburgher, as you mentioned at the beginning of the program. and, you know, I, I have been touched by uh, some of your words speaking to your scholar, uh, uh, scholar uh, students uh, at your uh, Ward's Banquet uh, at the end of the year. Um, I've been to for the last couple of years now, and uh, I, I've always been touched by the fact that you have shared a little bit of your history, your past with them as far as uh, trying to figure out what you were going to do, uh, where you were going to be what you were going to uh, work at uh, down through the years. And uh, you've passed some very interesting stories along to them about your history. Now, I know you've done a lot of different things before you became the president of Point Park University. If you will, starting uh, with your personal history, uh, share a little bit of your past with our audience here this morning and tell us how you got from here to there uh, to become the president of Point Park. 
Well, it's uh, it's certainly an interesting story, and there's no shortage of those uh, in in our population. Um, and I do share this with our students uh, at least twice a year: one with our incoming freshmen at the beginning of the year, and then with our seniors at the annual awards banquet. Um, I, yeah, I grew up in Baldwin. I went to Baldwin High School. Uh, I was a kid who did not have a whole lot of direction at that point in my life. I went to Edinburgh State College uh, just because. Uh, it was there, and I had a friend who was there, and, and really, as I say, had no direction, uh, became involved there. The president of the student government had a wonderful experience, a wonderful growing up experience in college. Um, as I say, didn't have a whole lot of direction going in, but coming out I did. And um, I ended up working for Edinburgh right after I graduated for about a year, and then I went to the University of Pittsburgh for a master's degree, and I had an assistantship there where I was the uh, head of a very large, uh, we called them dormitories back mm-hmm, then, but sure. they're residence halls now, with a lot of students, a lot of freshman students. I was only 23 years old. My mom thought I was crazy <laughs> to take on that level of responsibility, but it was going to help to pay for my graduate education, which I otherwise would not have been able to afford. Uh, and then from there, I went on to the Governor's Management Training Program in Harrisburg for a year. And then after that, I uh, came back to Pittsburgh and I started working at Carnegie Mellon uh, for a consulting group uh, that was consulting with the government of Allegheny County. And for six years, I worked with the government of Allegheny County as a consultant to help them with their strategic planning and to connect that with the budgeting process. And then I went to the city as the chief financial officer. And then I came to Point Park as the uh, VP for finance and operations I did that for five years, and uh, now I've been president for 10 years. And what I've said to the students uh, throughout that journey is th- there's there's going to be plenty of times along the way where you just don't know exactly what's next. And um, that uncertainty uh, can create some fear. And folks need to know that uh, they need to have the confidence to know that they're educated and they can communicate, and they can think, and they can solve problems, and get up every day and have a sense of direction. And those are the things that have really helped me throughout my life. And I know that uh, you're helping uh, young people today find uh, that direction at Point Park University. Finally, Dr. Hannigan, if you will, if there are prospective students listening in this morning or their parents listening in this morning, tell us why somebody should go to Point Park University. Well, it's a place where you will really uh, grow up. You'll learn a lot. You'll learn how to communicate. You will learn how to think analytically and how to think critically. You will have an incredible social experience, and I mean that in a very positive, appropriate way. Uh, And we just watch students blossom here all the time. I, I meet with every freshman student coming in, and I shake their hands when they graduate on the day that they graduate, and I can tell you that the transformation that takes place here with our students is significant and it's personal. Uh, we know our students. We, we get to know them. We have a Pathways to Success program, which is all about getting them through and helping them set their goals and achieve their goals. And um, as I say, I think it's probably uh, one of the more transformational experiences students could have. Certainly different than when I was a student, mm-hmm. an undergraduate student. And finally, finally, I know that we talked about uh, you know Point Park being in a neighborhood and Pittsburgh becoming a, a neighborhood, a downtown neighborhood. How are you personally enjoying the bike lanes downtown? 
Oh, well, I, uh, I, I do uh, bike. I've, I've been biking uh, for a long time, and I take students uh, on annual bike rides, and I've been doing that for about five years. So I'm a big proponent of biking in and around urban settings. Uh, I enjoy it in rural settings as well, but I think one of the very best ways for people to get to know an urban setting is by bicycle. Uh, walking around is fine, but but on a bike you you get to you you cover more territory more quickly. And the uh, the bike racks that have just been installed recently uh, with bike rentals, I think, are fantastic. I've already begun to see people using them, and I love it. I'm a big fan of it. Well, Dr. Hennigan, we're a big fan of yours as well. I want to thank you so much for joining me here on Pittsburgh Focus this morning and, and sharing uh, information about Point Park University and sharing the great story that it is because it is a vibrant uh, partner in downtown Pittsburgh, and we thank you for your leadership there. Thank you very much, Chris. Always good talking with you. And this is Pittsburgh Focus on today's Wish 99.7 WSHH Pittsburgh. With me on the phone right now is former Pittsburgh Steeler Robin Cole. I guess I should never say former Pittsburgh Steeler, though, should I? I mean, once well, you're a Steeler, you're, you're always a Steeler. Well, you're always a Steeler, but you're a former player. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're, you're a Pittsburgh Steeler, but you're a former player because you're no longer playing. So it's former sounds a whole lot better than saying retired because when you say retired, for some reason or another, the number 65 comes into play, and I'm oh. not yet there. Oh, don't go there. <laughs> don't even go there. Yeah, well, or older, you know? Absolutely. Well, Robin, we're yeah. not here to talk about the Steelers or talk about football. We're here to talk about something and someone near and dear to you. And, of course, uh, coming up on Father's Day, it's going to be the Obadiah Cole Run and Walk. And, uh, of course, Wish 99.7 is part of this again. Before we talk about uh, Obadiah Cole, uh, the event itself, uh, and talk about prostate cancer, let's talk about the man. Tell me about Obadiah Cole. Well, Obadiah Cole was my father. And, number one, before we get started with that, I would like to just uh, thank you guys for what you guys have done over the years in working with us with the Obadiah Cole Foundation. But Obadiah Cole was my father. My father was diagnosed with prostate cancer at the age of about 42. Um, we, got, we recognized that he had some challenges with his prostate uh, a little earlier than that. But uh, it had metastasized, ended up in his lungs, and um, and uh, he had to have uh, part of his lung removed at, at the age of 45, and then he, uh, he lived to the age of 49, mm-hmm. uh, never understanding what he really had his hands on or what was what was what what the cancer was all about. Uh, at that time, today we we're, we're trying to bring about awareness to help people understand a little bit more about prostate cancer. But my father was just a hardworking guy, uh, blue collar worker. He, I grew up in the uh, uh, learning the body and fender repairing uh, business because of my dad, and that's what he did. He also was a technician. I learned how to take motors out of cars back when I was young. But I had seven brothers and two sisters, and what had happened is that uh, family history has become uh, a part of every single one of us because every one of my brothers, plus myself, we have all been survivors of prostate cancer. And uh, and I have some brothers right now. I have two brothers that are on, uh, that are on chemotherapy right now. Uh, so it was something that uh, prevalent in my family, and uh, because of the strong genetics, uh, we inherited it. And um, so uh, what happened was uh, when we were thinking about a name for this foundation, uh, because he didn't, he didn't know what he, what, what he had at the time, sure. how, how it was and what it would do to your, to your body at the time, uh, 
we chose his name and uh, uh, to, 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 to name the foundation after. Robin, this event has gotten to be huge. It's one of the biggest walk events in, in Pittsburgh right now. Yes, yes it is. Tell me about it's because, the, it's, tell it's me about the outreach. Pittsburgh, it's because of the Pittsburgh people, uh, the people that come out to support it, uh, and we still need a lot of support. I mean, we're just getting started. Uh, by now, we should we should uh, know more about prostate cancer, but it's still, as we go around the, 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 the area, there are people that still, are, especially men, that don't understand what prostate cancer is all about, what, is, what prostate cancer, uh, what it can do to you. Uh, but if detected early, it can save your life. And so that's what we try to do. We try to bring about education. We try to bring about awareness. And we also do free blood screenings. And we're, we're a long ways off because right now I would like to see billboards all over the state of Pennsylvania uh, get checked. Mm-hmm. Uh, prostate cancer. I've been sharing with you about prostate cancer. And we need to know more about it because still today there's 30,000 men a year that die because of prostate cancer. Okay, 2,500 men a month. That's 83-plus men a day that are still passing away because of prostate cancer, and it doesn't, have to be, it doesn't have to be. We need to bring about some more awareness because of prostate cancer, and we have to help people understand because a lot of times people think because of, because of who you are and, and, and uh, if, if you're African-American or if you're, you're, you're heritage, that, that, that one side would get it more than others. What we've learned about that is this. Uh, because if, if it was all uh, African-Americans dying because of prostate cancer, they don't suck, we'd probably be out of men by now. Mm. That is not the case. The case is this, that normally when, when an African-American get, get, get prostate cancer, what happens a lot of times is that, in fact, what we found out is that most of the times that they get the most aggressive prostate cancer and the most aggressive kind. Uh, it's not a slow-moving cancer. It's very aggressive. And, uh, and that's why you, you'll hear sometimes people say that uh, African-Americans die because of prostate cancer more so than uh, Caucasians or more so than uh, Hispanic or whoever it may be. Uh, because they do get when they get it. Uh, it's always most aggressive. And then the second side of that is when a lot of times an African-American get it. Uh, uh, like most men, they don't get checked. Uh, they're not on top of this. And therefore, it ended up metastasizing, and it ended up getting in other parts of their body, and then they're, they're challenged. We need to thank you for what you're doing for awareness. And finally, Robin, I know you're, you're, you're tight on time, but tell us how we get involved in the walk next week. Okay. The walk next week, right now, you can go to obcole.org, which is our, our, uh, our website, and you can sign up. You can also sign up to Race 360. Okay, you can go to Race 360, and you can get signed up for the walk and, and, and the run. Um, but go obcolefoundation.org, and uh, our website is set up to where you can sign up for the walk. and Come on out and join us. We're going to have a fantastic time. Uh, it's a worthy cause, and we look forward to seeing as many people as we can out there to help us bring about the awareness of this deadly disease. All right, again, best wishes to you, your family, and to everybody participating in the walk next week, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Fantastic. Really appreciate you. God bless you guys. And that'll do it for Pittsburgh Focus for this morning. Again, I want to thank Point Park University President Dr. Paul Hennigan and Pittsburgh Steeler Robin Cole for joining me this morning. And most importantly, I want to thank you for joining me as well. That's Pittsburgh Focus for today. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning on Chris and Chris in the Morning and again next Sunday morning here on Pittsburgh Focus on today's Wish 99.7 WSHH Pittsburgh.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.